We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. Coming up, the latest episode of KCSN Update with the stories, stats, headlines, and rumors people are talking about to get you caught up on all things regarding the Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. Rotating guests with different perspectives. The latest episode of KCSN Update, presented by DraftKings, begins now. Folks, welcome in to KCSN Update. Uh, again, we're back with some more news. I'm here with my partner in crime, Matt Lane. For all of the breaking news, Matty, you are, we are on top of everything that's going on. How are you doing today, Matty? I mean, you know, I'm good. Uh, we got this. We got, what, like 15 minutes, 13 minutes a year before free agency technically starts before the new league year sure. starts. It's coming up, and uh, the Chiefs, you know, just slip one more. Not the Chiefs don't even really do anything. Just the Juju Smith-Schuster slips one more in there on us, uh, so... I'm excited to talk about it. There's it's some it's some fun stuff of like what it could lead to. I think for the Chiefs going forward, yeah. as uh, as you could tell by the title of this uh, YouTube video, this live video that you're watching, this podcast that you're listening to after the fact, Juju Smith-Schuster is no longer a Kansas City Chief. Obviously, he was a free agency. It was talked about that the Chiefs wanted to bring Juju Smith-Schuster back. He lands with the New England Patriots. Uh, a report came out, I believe, earlier today that the Patriots were poking around Juju. And uh, he does. He gets his uh, three-year, $33 million deal. A deal that seems like all wide receivers are getting in this market, Maddie, What are your thoughts on the compensation for Juju? Yeah, it's interesting because all the wide receivers, all the big-name wide receivers here have been like possession wide receivers, all these right. underneath possession guys that don't really provide a three-level threat that don't necessarily get vertical at all, right? And so you get... Jacoby Myers is number one, three for 33. The next up is Alan yeah. Lazard. Wait, I think his was pretty much three for 33 as well. And so we're sitting here waiting for Juju Smith-Schuster, and I don't think it was a surprise when he came in at three for 33. That seems to be exactly what the market is for that type of wide receiver right now. So, you know, it, it was predictable once we started seeing the other stuff come in. I am surprised it's as low as it has been. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. If you look at the compensation, too, Adam Schefter tweeted this out a little bit ago. Uh, Patriots and Juju Smith-Schuster reached uh, an agreement on a three-year, $33 million deal with the $22.5 million earned over the first two years of the deal. So it's a uh, it's a front-loaded in terms of contracts when when you're talking about that. So he'll have about the uh, about about the $11 million going uh, over those first two. 
Yeah, and again, makes sense. I mean, especially with his injury history. There's been a yep. lot of injuries through Juju Smith-Schuster's career. I don't know what's going to come out, you know, if there's going to be anything this offseason. But, I mean, what, we're two, ga- two games. That's been, you know, two months, a month and a half. Two yep. games removed from him not being able to walk, right? Like, that mm-hmm. just happened. That literally was something they just dealt with. So, like, there, there's some significant injury issues there. I understand why you would want to put most of that money or guarantees up front you want to make sure you get as much out of that contract or that player as you can if you're an NFL team. It sounds bad. Sounds bad to say, but you yeah. want to get the absolute most you can out of that player before it might fall apart. It's so like, I get it from New England standpoint. Uh, I get it from Juju's standpoint as well. Mm-hmm. I'm really interested to get your thought on this. The Chiefs and the Patriots are the two teams competing for his services, right? And yeah. the Patriots, as it said, offered more money than the Chiefs did. So that means the Chiefs like, didn't it go up to three for 33 or I don't think they were got that close, right? Like it doesn't sound like they were even that close. It sounded like new England had a substantially better offer. Like do you, what do you make of that? It's interesting that the chiefs weren't really willing to budge at that point. If they were in, I don't know if expecting the discount would be the right deal or thinking that they could get Juju, maybe not on a three year deal, but another maybe one year deal. But when Juju came to Kansas city, we all knew that this was kind of, going to be a one-year prove-it deal, right? I think that's kind of what we all thought that it was going to be. So I'm not necessarily shocked that he chose uh, to go elsewhere. Um, the money makes, I mean, I don't know, we, we've we have kind of gone back and forth in our group chats about what the Chiefs could do at wide receiver and what they, uh, what they plan on doing at wide receiver, and that still is an interesting uh, proposition because I've seen a lot of people in the chat, by the way, thanks for watching, uh, drop, drop your thoughts on the move for Juju and what the Chiefs should do next in the chat. Uh, also hit that like and subscribe button. But a lot of people speculating a trade, um, a trade coming. DeAndre Hopkins, obviously the big one. Larry Tunsil could be another one, but the Chiefs really do uh, need another wide receiver. So uh, we'll see there. But the compensation is interesting, Matt, as as you brought up. Um, the Chiefs not not willing to budge very much on the 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 numbers that were reported that they were offering. Yeah, it, well, here's, I guess, like, thinking about just another move. It's interesting. I think the Chiefs are sitting, like, under a million dollars in cap space right now. Uh, the new yeah. year start is about to start. We haven't heard of a Christian extension. I don't think they can technically go to the Patrick Mahomes bank yet. That that doesn't start until later this week, if I'm not mistaken. It's like, they might not have any money to play with right now, so it's interesting right. that they somehow had a offer of some form out to Juju Smith-Schuster. They would have, there's got to be another move that would have accompanied that or they were going to ask him, hey, just sit on your hands for a couple days until we get this done. So that's just going to be interesting to track. The Chiefs might have to be quiet here for the next couple days until they can make some space because coming up in 10 minutes, they actively cannot add anybody else to this roster after the Charles O'Menohue deal, uh, tendering, getting their tender placed on Shane Buchel, Like They don't have the money to yeah. go out and make any moves right now unless they do something else. I so just, that's also worth noting as we're sitting here waiting around to see if the Chiefs fix wide receiver. I don't think that will be the first move you hear or see from the Chiefs because they, they technically can't do it yet. Matt, as you mentioned, the league new year in about eight minutes. Um, so glad that we're live, taking in, ringing in the new year with everybody. Thank you for watching. And, you and we're kiss break- under a ball, like under a, a big. What was it? Oh, no. I think so. No, I think okay. I think we have to. No, I. Listen, I've been I've been a pioneer of saying that we need to celebrate the league New Year like we do New Year's Eve, um, and I've been doing that on Twitter, celebrating the league New Year, asking what your resolutions are for this league New Year. Uh, drop them in the in the chat as we're as we're rolling through this live show, talking about Juju Smith signing a three year, thirty three million dollar deal. 
with the New England Patriots. Uh, Juju did tweet out, excited for my next chapter in New England. I will give this organization everything I have. Thank you for believing in me. And he also followed that up with a tweet about the Kansas City Chiefs saying, thank you to Kansas City for giving me the opportunity to come in and contribute to a Super Bowl, the most unforgettable experience of my life. I will always love my teammates, the coaching staff, and the fans for being so great to me, obviously. Uh, good for Juju for getting the money. Um, another guy who got money uh, earlier today, Colin Saunders. We have a little video on our YouTube channel here. Uh, when you're done watching that, go check out uh, actually Matt Miller and BJ Kissel broke down kind of that signing uh, for the Chiefs, what it means going forward. And they also talk about um, the defensive edge class uh, in this draft and kind of what it means after the Charles Amenahu signing. So, uh, Maddie, we didn't, we haven't get, did get your thoughts on the uh, a minute who's signing. Uh, what are your thoughts on it, real quick, before we shift our focus back to Juju and the wide receivers? So, actually, uh, if you are a member of the KCS and Substack, make your way over to the Discord channel. Uh, we're going to be doing. I'm going to be doing a film room tonight on Charles Obedi. Yep. So, I I got a lot, a big old video of him already cut up and ready for that. Uh, so, I'll go through. All my Charles O'Minihue thoughts for that. Um, I mean, the brief synopsis, though, for everybody else. I, I, I like the move. I think you're getting a quality, like a high-quality defensive end three. And I don't specifically mean for the Chiefs. I just mean a defensive end three in the grand scheme. Like, good In a perfect situation, Charles O'Minihue is a very, very good, a high-end rotational defensive end. The thing is, if you watch him at San Francisco, they didn't put him on the field for rushing downs. But when they did, it wasn't bad. It's not like he was a bad yeah. run defender. So I think there's a little more upside. He's got a couple go-to pass rush moves, and I think there's a little bit more room for improvement there if he just continues to uh, develop some of his handwork and some of his like power-specific moves. Going to go over all this tonight. It's like I think there's actual potential for him to be a good, a quality defensive, like NFL defensive end too. So I really like the move. I think it just came out that's only $8.6 million fully guaranteed in the deal. That's a pretty good deal. So, yeah, I, I like the deal a lot. I think worst-case scenario, you get a high-end rotational edge rusher, but I, I think there's potential by the end of the year, you're looking at him and going like, huh, I wonder if he's not the second-best defensive end on this team and, You know, that's with or without George Karloff just taking another step. Like, I think he could really compete for that right away. We broke down that move last night. Craig Stout uh, was on with us on the Outside the Trenches podcast, kind of broke down the Amenahu signing, and he even said in the podcast, uh, he thinks that Omenahu will be second in sacks on the team next year, um, which I'll buy it. could be very realistic. I, I think so too, Matthew. But uh, let's talk about Juju a little bit more. Obviously signing that three-year, $33 million deal uh, with the New England Patriots. The Patriots earlier in the day, there was a report out there that they were looking at different wide receivers for Mac Jones. So I don't know if this comes as a surprise. I've seen some people in the chat say that the Patriots seems like an interesting uh, destination for him. What do you think about the match with uh, Juju in New England? I, I think it's perfect. Uh, they lost Jacoby Myers, right? And uh, yeah. Juju Smith-Schuster can do essentially all the same stuff. Maybe Myers is a little bit better on intermediate routes, but like it's not significant. It's not a significant a margin. So Juju Smith-Schuster steps into a role that they already have carved out. So And whatever Myers separates himself as like an intermediate route runner, I think compared to Juju, Juju's better with the ball in his hand. He actually yeah. produces yards after the catch, and I think that's a good thing for a New England offense that is being led by Mac Jones. Like it's not, he is not going to surgically, you know, carve up a defense. They're going to have to produce some yards. So I think Juju for them makes a ton of sense. I think Chiefs fans are like in one of two camps. You either think 
the Chiefs should have paid Juju this money and they're really going to miss him, which is maybe true. Or you're like, oh my goodness, Juju's not any good at all. Look at, you know, all these games where he didn't do anything. He stinks. Why would the Patriots want him? Like, the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. I think he'll be very good for that for that offense there, and I think he'll get a chance to shine a little bit more. People forget, he's sharing a lot of like what he does best overlaps to Travis Kelsey. There's going to be a lot more potential targets for him in New England not having Travis Kelsey run the essential same route tree. Very much. Uh, thank you, everyone, for watching uh, as we are rolling through this live show, giving you all reactions to Juju Smith-Schuster signing with the New England Patriots for a three-year, $33 million deal. Averages out to about $11 million APY. We've seen a lot of wide receivers uh, get that money. And I've seen some, uh, there's a poll out on the KCSN Twitter account. Um, Joel put out a poll, said, which what free agent wide receiver would you like to see the Chiefs pursue? The four options, well, there's really three and another option. Um, three options, DJ Chark, Odell Beckham Jr., Adam Thielen, and then other. Um, out of the... Three right now, Odell Beckham Jr. Actually, out of all of them, Odell Beckham Jr. is the leader in the clubhouse for that category, Maddie. Uh, if I was to give you those three options of DJ Chark, Odell Beckham Jr., Adam Thielen, who would you want to see you know, on the Chiefs roster? Probably uh, probably the order you said them in. I think it was Odell Beckham Jr., DJ Chark, and then Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen rounds it out to me. That's a signing that I think you make in two more weeks because you couldn't fill a wide yeah. receiver and you get him on a one-year $5 million deal or something. Uh, I don't see the upside with that one. DJ Shark, I think there's potential there. I actually think he, after he returned from injury last year for the Lions, he came on pretty strong, good size, you know, height, speed kind of guy. Uh, he's a little bit limited as a vertical route runner, but I think you would bring him in and you could see what he could do. It's just that's a lot of overlap with MVS. He's just coming off of a one-year $10 million contract, and when on the field, he kind of lived up to it, so I don't know how cheap he'll be. It's like, I'm not disappointed with DJ Shark, but... If I look at Odell Beckham Jr. and I go back to the last time we saw him be healthy, that's the only guy you named that's a, a three-level threat. That's the only guy you yeah. named that can win short, intermediate, and deep. That's the only guy that has like better than wide receiver two potential out of those three guys right now. So yeah, it's risky because he's older. He's coming off of the missed year. But man, you go back and watch him in the playoffs to the Rams before that injury. I'm not saying he's as good as he ever was, but he clearly still flashed high, high-end wide receiver two potentially wide receiver one potential. I think if this is what we're dealing with, that's the guy you're worth taking a, uh, taking a swing on. I like you too. Uh, D, the one intrigues me the most about DJ Chark when I was looking through, you know, just a list of wide receiver free agents still left is his age. Uh, it, it's clear that the Chiefs have made a concerted effort to go youth, right? If you look at uh, the signing they just had on defense, you look at uh, Jawan Taylor, both tw guys 25 years old. DJ Chark's 26, probably will be 27. I need to look that up when the league starts, but right now he's 26. Uh, so that's what makes it interesting for me is uh, is just the age there. But you're right. I mean, there when that when he was back with the Lions, when he came back from injury, the Lions were really rolling. Um, and I just need to say, it's 3 o'clock Central Time. Happy League New Year to everybody. Uh, hug your Woo! loved ones. Uh, happy League New Year. We made it. The le the new league year is here. Popping the champagne and everything. We'll just wait for all of these uh, moves that we already knew of to become actually official now, tweeted out by the uh, the Chiefs public account. But yes, uh, very exciting for um, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, obviously, Colin Saunders signing today. Uh, we, Maddie, you touched on the Shane Bichelle. Uh, he the well, tender was offered, I believe. I don't know if it was if it was. Uh, 100% true, like if he's accepted it yet, but uh, yes, uh, a tender has been offered for him. 
lots of stuff going on in Chiefs Kingdom, Maddie. So I want to know, um, what do you think the next move for the Chiefs will be? Um. Okay. Next. Well, first thing they're gonna have to do is bank of Mahomes or extend Chris Jones. Like I think that's that's uh, the very clear um, next move that's coming up for this team. But let's say they do that, or they find another way to clear cash, a Tooney, Kelsey restructure, whatever it is. Let's say they clear out cash and they have some space. They need two things real bad: losing Colin Saunders to um with the New Orleans Saints, like in free agency. They don't have a nose tackle on this roster currently. Like I mean, I guess right. then they have Danny Shelton's hanging around, but like. They don't have a nose tackle on this roster currently. It's just not something they have. So they need at least one, if not two more defensive tackles, I think, before you go into the draft. If you're operating under the same idea that Brett Beach always does of not going in with glaring holes, they have a glaring hole right now. It's not the sexiest position. It's not the position that most people consider the biggest need, but they actively don't have a nose tackle. So that's that's one. And two, wide receiver. We spent all offseason listening to these reports. The Chiefs are okay with their wide receiver room talking about bringing back Juju Smith-Schuster and talking up what this wide receiver room could be with Juju Smith-Schuster. Now they don't have him, right? It's like whether or not you believed those rumors that they loved the room the way it was or not, they now are missing the guy that was wide receiver one of that room, the top guy. You're dealing with MVS, who's kind of proven over his career. He's a you know a high, high ceiling, low floor kind of receiver. Kadarius Tony, who you know has struggled throughout his career to play more than three games in a row. Sky Moore, a second-year receiver that struggled to find his footing as a rookie. Like they don't have any reliability at wide receiver. So nose tackle, wide receiver, I think are just like your one A, one B. Still, they need to add somebody to those two rooms right now. I agree. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see how they approach that leading up into the draft because, as we know, uh, we've talked about, I think, literally on every show that Brent Beach doesn't like to go into a draft with glaring holes and glaring needs. Uh, so we'll we'll pay close attention to that as the uh, league new year is now here um, and all these moves that we have heard will now become official. Uh, very exciting time in, in Chiefs Kingdom. Uh, so actually what we're going to do, Matty, is we're going to take a uh, quick break and we'll be right back up. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. Folks, I got to tell you about today's sponsor, and that is Athletic Greens. I've been taking AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day, and I gave it a try because I wanted to get that better gut health. I wanted to uh, have the sustained energy. You got to support the immune system, especially this time of the year. And I hated taking all those pills and vitamins to actually get all those supplements, and it tastes great as well. I take it in the morning before I start my day, before I make that cup of coffee, and it makes me feel ready to take on everything that we've got going on here at KCSN. And you know, all great athletes take care of their body. I'm not the same kind of athlete as Patrick Mahomes, but I still like to take care of my body, and that's when I've been going to AG1. That's why I'm a huge fan. You get all that nutrition in just one little cup. It's it's a great, it's great for long-term gut health support as well with 75 high-quality ingredients that give me key daily nutrients. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplemental routine, then Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash KCSN. That's athleticgreens.com slash KCSN. Check it out. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. All right, thanks for sticking with us through that break. Uh, if you didn't know, Juju Smith-Schuster has chosen to sign with the New England Patriots for three years, $33 million, on par with what the market is going for uh, so far. And that wide receiver market, it seems like everyone is getting the same deal, unlike last year where we had a kind of a skyrocket. We're kind of seeing everything level out in terms of uh, the market. So not a shock there. I don't think coming in coming into this uh, season, we knew that there was going to be probably a dip in the market because of the pedigree of free agent wide receivers. And uh, let us know in the chat what you think uh, moving forward for the Chiefs, what you think the Chiefs' next move is going to be. I've seen a lot of trade talk about DeAndre Hopkins, about Laramie Tunsil. The Chiefs are going to need to address that wide receiver position. So uh, let us know in the chat uh, who you guys think. Lots of D-hops. Lots of D-hops in the chat, Maddie. Yeah, and I get it, right? Like, I understand. We all, we all want DeAndre Hopkins. Not everybody. Yeah. There's, I, there's some Chiefs fans that don't. But I think the majority of us would like to have DeAndre Hopkins. And... You guys, yesterday when you guys were talking, you guys started talking about wide receivers at the end of your uh, uh, reaction to the Charles O'Minahue stuff. You guys talked wide receivers, and we, you guys talked a lot about the youth movement the Chiefs are going under, which they are. They're adding a bunch of young guys. Here's the thing. Chiefs already had a young roster, though, right? Like, yes, it's cool to keep adding young guys. Like, I'm not upset that they're adding only 25-year-olds, right? Like, I tweeted out, you know, Cowboys better keep a close eye on Terrence Steele on his tender because he's 25 years old, so watch out. Brett Beach is coming. But, like... There's also a time to add veterans. This team's in a Super Bowl window. Not every move you make has to be for a 25-year-old. Not every move has to be a move made for the next two to three years. There is room on rosters for a move made for a single year, for one to two years. And I think DeAndre Hopkins, a guy that's proven throughout multiple systems, multiple to two completely different types of offense. Cliff Kingsbury's hanging out over here. Bill O'Brien is like way over here, as far away as you can get in his offensive system. And he's proven he can be really good at both. So he's going to hit the ground running in Kansas City if you give him a full offseason. It makes a ton of sense to me to go out and get a veteran of that caliber to come and be the wide receiver one, kind of help bridge the gap while Kadarius Toney and Sky Moore continue to develop and get to the point to where they're ready to take over that role. Maybe you relieve some of the pressure off Travis Kelsey, who's openly talking about how hard these past couple years have been on his body. Maybe yeah. we don't have to throw him 150 targets to have a good offense because DeAndre Hopkins can eat into some of it. So I just, I think there is a path and a rationale for a team that's trying to get younger to also add a veteran like DeAndre Hopkins. I would be so happy if they made that move. I think it would be like the best offseason any team has had. It's already a good offseason, but it would be yeah. incredible if they were able to pull that off without giving up a, a second round pick. 
Another name that we have seen thrown around in the chat is uh, Chosen Anderson, formerly known as Robbie Anderson. Um, I know that there's been some people who have some interest in him. Uh, he was, I believe, he was released from the Cardinals, if I'm, if I, if I remember correctly. He wasn't actually in a, as a free agent, correct? Um, and also, Darius Slayton, I believe, was released today by the uh, Eagles. So there's more options on the market. Uh, Julio Jones, I'm also looking at the spot track wide receiver list. <laughs> oh, no. There, I know. Well, there was a whole uh, a whole conversation going on. An old friend, Byron Pringle, uh, available as well. There's still some interesting options out there, um, Maddie, when it comes to wide receivers. But do you think that the Chiefs' best option when it comes to having a new wide receiver is going to be via the trade or via the draft rather than free agency? Yeah, I mean, I think so. that's the way I'm leaning, but it's so hard to tell because I, I love Darius Slayton. I love the concept of adding Darius Slayton to this team. I think he's he's still young-ish, and while he's mostly just been a vertical wide receiver right now, he flashes the ability to do more than that. I think mm-hmm. that's kind of what separates him from this stage of Robbie Anderson for me. I think Robbie Anderson at this point of his career is kind of just a vertical threat. Uh, Darius Slayton, I think, is still improving. He's still developing, so maybe he'll be more... I don't think he'll be that expensive. So if you want to go get a Darius Slayton, I'm fully on board with that as well. But if we're talking about like making a difference, I think you're probably looking at a round one wide receiver there at the end of the first round or signing or trading for DeAndre Hopkins, maybe Odell Beckham Jr. Like I have faith that veterans like that, that kind of have played at that level before can come in and play at that level in week one. Guys like a Slayton or a DJ Shark, even a Robbie Anderson, I think there might be a little bit more of a learning curve while the offense figures out how to best use them. Yeah, I uh, totally agree. Uh, if you're just not tuning in, you already know that Juju Smith-Schuster has signed a three-year, $33 million deal with the New England Patriots, very on par with other free agents. Alan Lazard, four-year, $44 million, uh, with the Jets, and obviously Jacoby Myers has the same exact deal, it seems like. <laughs> a three-year, $33 million deal, which is a year-to-year deal, which was I thought was very interesting how they structured that with the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Robert Woods hit two for 15, so he's getting a little bit less. So uh, not not shocked to see uh, Juju up there with the uh, with those names in terms of the money, Maddie. Before uh, before we let you go, I I want to kind of make the rounds on the other news that's happened today. Let's talk a little bit about Colin Saunders as he chose yeah. to uh, go to the Saints. Three years, I believe, 14 million is on that contract. It's three years, 14 million. Uh, good for. Uh, Colin, very happy for him to get that multi-year deal. Uh, what do you? What are your thoughts on on that move? Kind of as it pertains to the Chiefs' defensive line. I mean, first of all, good for Colin Saunders. Um, I thought he actually might have a sneaky better market. Not that that was bad. Like, yeah. congratulations for getting paid. But I thought that he might have a little more because if you watched Colin down the stretch, there was some pass rush juice there. And like the NFL is going to always overpay for pass rush ability. So I thought he might get a little bit more, but ended up not happening. Um, and then that, I think that puts the Chiefs in an odd spot. Yes, they they tendered or signed Tershawn Wharton, so he's coming mm-hmm. back, but he is purely like a rotational rusher right now, and that's the same spot that Chris Jones isn't a rotational rusher, but he's already a pass rusher first and foremost, so you only have defensive tackles on this roster that do one thing. You don't even have not just a run stuffer, but you don't even have a big wide body to put out there next yeah. to them right now, and Colin Saunders maybe wasn't the best you know, run plugger, the run stuffer or anything like that, but he was productive in that role. He could fill out snaps there. They do need to find somebody with Derek Nottie no longer under contract right now. 
Uh, Brandon Williams isn't under contract. Yes, both are still available. It's like I'm just looking around through the defensive tackle market, and I think Sheldon Rankins just got paid like $10.5 million for a year. Um, Some other guys kind of got paid a little bit, but for the most part, there's plenty of run stuffing defensive tackles out left. I'm going to sit here and sit here and say right now, go sign Greg Gaines for whatever it costs. Just get your nose tackle, get somebody to sit there and just plug up the run right next to Chris Jones. He won't cost that much money. You get yourself like early career Derek Noddy that was actually super productive. Like that would be the move I would make right now. I would even do that before signing a wide receiver just because I think it'll be the easiest to fit uh, contract wise. Former Kansas City Chief for Lando Brown Jr. is heading on to talk uh, oh. NFL free agency on NFL Live currently. Um, don't have that up. I don't have that up around me. Uh, so people in the chat are going to have to keep me up to date on, on the conversation that goes on there. I uh, just wanted to throw that out there. Some other names available in the defensive tackle market. I got I got the list pulled up on Spot Track, Matty. If I Perfect. if they're not updated yet, uh, let me know if somebody if somebody has signed. Uh, Fletcher Cox still available. Shelby Harris, uh, Jerry Tillery could be a guy that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Twenty six years old. Uh, let's check out his market value according to Spot Track because the Chiefs aren't going to need to have to add an interior there. They put in a waiver claim for Jerry Tillery, right? So, like, we know that there's some possible interest there. Just, I think the issue you run into is he's just another version of Tershawn Wharton and Chris Jones. Like, he's yeah. already the same guy you already have. And you have Mike Dana and Charles Abinahue who have shown that they can kick inside and pass rush, too. It's just, it feels like it's one specific role being flooded with bodies with somebody like Tillery, in my opinion. 100%. Uh, and you look at other guys that kind of are those those bigger guys. And Dominican Sue. I mean, he's 36, so it's, I would say, unlikely that the Chiefs sign in Dominican Sue early in this free agency period. If they do sign him, it would be a later signing. Um, Derek Nottie, obviously, is still out there, and he's he's 26. I mean, he's not like, not like he's really old, uh, but Jerry Tillery would fetch, according to Spot Track, his market value would be about the same contract as Colin Saunders, about that two-year, around $15 million. So um, I'm curious to what the Chiefs' offer was to uh, Colin Saunders, or if uh, Colin was kind of blown away by the Saints' offer. We'll never know. Um, so uh, interesting to see what they did there. Uh, Chiefs also on the defensive side of the ball made the move for Charles Winnahu. Uh Maddie, before I get you out of here, uh, leave the people with some takes on on Charles Owen. Hey, maybe do a little, maybe do a little tease for you going on, got going on tonight. Okay, so uh, Charles Minihu, like I, I think Chiefs fans are going to be excited. I think everybody kind of knows who he is. He's a he's a name that made some rounds twice now with Chiefs fans going through the draft process, and then when Houston was shopping him, I think he was a name that a lot of Chiefs fans brought up because he is the picture perfect Steve Spagnuolo defensive end. He's got arms for days. He's tall. He's thicker. Although I think he's lost some weight since he's been in San Francisco, and it looks better on him than being 280 pounds. So he's a guy I think a lot of Chiefs fans are familiar with. I just got to say like. Whatever San Francisco does in that room is so good because everybody that goes to San Francisco gets so much better. Technically, they become just more explosive. Yeah. They get better better technique. Their hands get better, and it translates away. Like Go look at Arden Key this last year for the Jaguars after spending some time in San Francisco. He was substantially better. I expect the thing, same thing from Ominhu, and he was already, what, like top five or seven in pass rush mm-hmm. win last year? Like He was already super productive. It's very obvious on film. And the scariest part, this is really what I want to go over tonight. He's got like two go-to pass rush moves and he flashes some others, but I think there's just some small technical things he could do 
to work on, let's say, his long arm and to work on his bull rush. And if he can just do these couple things better, all of a sudden this guy now goes from two really good pass rush moves to like four. He becomes a lot harder to block. So like, I'm excited yeah. for Charles Minahue. If you are on the KCS and Discord, make sure you you know pop in tonight. We would go over it. If you can't, it will be recorded. You'll just have to get to it through Discord. If you're not, pop on over to you know kcsn.substack.com and uh, subscribe, and then you can get in the Discord and uh, you can come check it out because uh, I got a lot of a lot of Charles Minahue tape to go through, and we'll do some Jawan Taylor too at the end of. And I did clip out a, a whole game of his as well. There you go. Uh, link in the description below. Link in the description for the podcast platform that you are listening to this on. So. Maddie, thank you for uh, joining me for this episode. But folks, uh, I don't think I'm going to call it quits yet because I, you guys got a lot of questions and I want to answer a lot of those questions. So we're going to say goodbye to Maddie. I'll stick on. I'll answer some questions for a little bit. Maddie, thank you so much uh, for joining us today. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Folks, drop your questions in the uh, comment section here below. Uh, we'll see if we can get somebody else on with me to hang out here, or uh, I'll just answer your questions um, and go from there. So uh, I saw a comment here in the in the chat about Spot Track and and kind of the uh, cap tools that fans have at their disposal. Comparing both spot track and over the cap, I know a lot of people like to use over the cap, a lot of people like to use spot track, but over the cap says that the Chiefs have about 6.7, 6.8 uh, in cap space left. Spot track says about seven and a half, um, a million in cap space. So the Chiefs are going to be uh, looking to maybe make some cap room once this league new year that just started is uh, going to uh, get underway. And hopefully we have a little bit of uh, more news here. Um, this one is from Sugary Special K. Love that name, by the way. Uh, what position do you think we'll draft with 31? Now, it's a very interesting uh, uh, thing that we talked about on the Outside the Trenches podcast, uh, kind of reacting to the Omenahu signing. I'm not sure what the Chiefs are going to do with 31, and I think that's what Brett Veach wants, right? Brett Veach doesn't want you to uh, to know what he's going to do, and it makes it a whole lot better, a whole lot easier for uh, the Kansas City Chiefs to kind of have their eye on a guy, but not have a lot of people know what they want to do. Uh, who I want to see uh, the Chiefs track pick is, you know, I, I always want to see Patrick Mahomes get a wide receiver. I always want to see Patrick Mahomes get a new toy. And the best way I heard it put is you got to treat Patrick Mahomes like your kid on Christmas. You got to give him a new toy every year. And if you give him a new toy to play with every year, you're going to keep Patrick Mahomes happy. And you're not going to end up in a situation like Aaron Rodgers is in right now with Green Bay, where uh, he's uh, been disappointed. Uh, with all of this so well, we'll see what the Chiefs end up doing and though I, I I have a feeling that they're going there uh, this isn't based on any rumors or anything I just have a feeling Chiefs are going to address that uh, the wide receiver in uh, prior to the draft so because right now that looks like that's the glaring hole that they would go for that's what uh, anyone would kind of peg them to go for is uh, for, for that wide receiver position Chiefs don't like the Brett Beach doesn't like to go into the draft with the, those huge glaring needs like that. So uh, wide receiver right now, I kind of want to see him trade up. I talked about that on the Outside the Trenches show last night. I think it'd be fun to see them trade up for a wide receiver like a Jalen Hyatt, maybe a Jackson Smith and Jigba, uh, guys like that that they could really be, uh, uh, could be could be fun for them. Um, let's see. I, I know some people are upset about Juju Smith-Schuster going, and uh, it seems like the Chiefs didn't want to spend the three years 33 mil, or unless they did. Um, it'd be uh, interesting to see why he would choose 
New England. I think it, it fits him well. He gets more targets there. I think it makes sense for his play style to go uh, with with him. Um, so uh, make sure to drop those uh, comments in there. Um, it looks like here we got some comments kind of about wide receiver market and, and just the wide receiver room in general. Um, here's one from uh, Wolf3000. How much money do you think the Chiefs are willing to spend on a number one wide receiver uh, this offseason? It's... Um, I'm I'm not sure. I would love to see the Chiefs make that move for DeAndre Hopkins if they could get him for, you know, I think it's talked about a fourth. The Cardinals have publicly uh, asked for a second-round pick, so I don't know if they'll get that at this point. It's going to be up to also DeAndre Hopkins to negotiate with the team. There's a lot of moving pieces in that DeAndre Hopkins trade. Um, so uh, we'll, we'll see what, what kind of goes on there with uh what's what's going on with those guys gonna check twitter here real quick to make sure uh haven't missed anything i'm sure you guys would tell me in the chat if i did uh miss something but appreciate everyone uh, hopping on and asking their questions and uh had matt lane on talking about juju smith schuster going to the new england patriots signing a three-year 33 million dollar deal averages out to about 11 million per year uh about on par with the the, the top guys have have garnered in this league um i've i've seen some uh tweets about uh very interesting tweets about uh zeke he's going to be released i don't think the chiefs will uh, get anywhere close to a to a running back of that nature but uh yeah so uh, trades are now becoming official moves are now becoming official because it's the league new year about 20 minutes into the new league year uh, let us know your uh, your resolutions in the comment section as well. Let us know your league or your league New Year uh, resolutions. Um, here's a here's a question, uh, maybe a comment here from uh, Mr. Brownstone. Think the Chiefs are trying to avoid converting Mahomes' roster bonus into a signing bonus. Uh, right tackle conversion to left tackle. Very inexpensive wide receiver room right now. Right, I, I do think that eventually Patrick Mahomes is going to get all that money. Right. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, how they do manipulate that. They didn't convert it last year. I don't necessarily think they have to convert it this year either if they play their cards right and if they hit in the draft, I think they'll be fine another year. Um, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see how uh, that all shakes out. They, According, as I mentioned before, Spot Track says they have about $7.5 million. Over the cap says they got about $6.7 million. So uh, close in the same range for cap space left for the Kansas City Chiefs. Let me know what uh, picks you want to see for the Kansas City Chiefs. What, uh, what, what do you want to see him do with that cap space? Um, could be interesting, too, with a Chris Jones extension. Could be factored into this where they could restructure some money and put it on the back end of a deal. Uh, we'll see. We'll just kind of see what happens. So I'll, I'll go for a couple more minutes if you got any any more questions. Uh, drop them there in the chat. Thoughts on Juju Smith-Schuster going to the New England Patriots. Uh, earlier today... Colin Saunders signed with the New Orleans Saints as well. So um, a couple pieces for the Kansas City Chiefs team last year that proved to be vital in the Super Bowl. Colin Saunders had that chase down sack of Jalen Hurts. That was uh, pretty important uh, in that Super Bowl game. And Juju Smith-Schuster played really well uh, against the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Uh, two guys that will now be on different teams. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster going to the AFC. The NFC is getting Colin Saunders. Uh, we've seen a lot of movement to the NFC from the AFC. I think I saw that the uh, the NFC spent uh, over a billion dollars already this free agency. So good for the AFC. Uh, good news uh, for there as well. So 
uh, really excited there. Um, I see from Alan DeYoung, uh, we can move on from MVS pretty easily. Yes, uh, that is a, that is an option. Uh, but looking at the wide receiver room right now, a lot of bodies there. I know uh, Justin Ross and John Ross, and uh, we got a bunch of guys on futures that can compete for spots. But you want that surefire number one uh, kind of coming into the season. I, you don't necessarily need it. The Chiefs proved that last year they didn't, didn't necessarily need that surefire number one wide receiver. Uh, but would be good. Uh, Daniel, uh, we're not going to suck. The Chiefs aren't going to suck. I'm sorry. So as long as they have Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs aren't going to suck. Um, it'll 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 be fine. The Juju Smith-Schuster went to the New England Patriots. The Chiefs, uh, I'm sure, have a plan in mind uh, for Juju Smith-Schuster. <laughs> uh, uh, David, uh, I appreciate your comment here. Uh, why are you in a different house, and what have you done with BJ? Yes, uh, we are in the process of. Uh, doing some, some, some things and some spaces and we needed internet because listen, when there's news, you know, I'll be live here for you. Um, so I had to, had to quickly get on, hop on the, uh, YouTube lives and, uh, appreciate everyone who's hopped on and joined with us. Appreciate BJ's hospitality, letting him lo loaning me his setup for a little bit as, uh, we go live and talk about. Uh, this I've seen a lot of people say Tony is the number one now. I don't know if you want to put that pressure on that guy uh, right away. A guy who has been injury prone, he played in a few games for the Chiefs, got hurt again, and then played in a few more. I don't know if you want to rely on that all that much. I would love, I would absolutely love to see Kadarius Tony become that number one that uh, I think everybody in Kansas City wants him to be. Um, but yeah, lots of options still open. We are only uh, three days into the free agency window. First official day, uh, the league new year. Uh, going on right now. So happy New Year to everybody. Make sure uh, to have a great New Year. Uh, hopefully the Chiefs win another Super Bowl. That would be absolutely fantastic. Uh, I've seen some comments about Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas did re-sign with the Saints, so he is no longer uh, on the market. And uh, Alan, I I'm going to throw this comment up there because I, I agree with you. Uh, Beach is up to something. Uh, something is brewing. He's got a plan. And I've seen a lot of people put this in there. Uh, in Veach We Trust. The Kansas City Chiefs even tweeted it out when they tweeted out their draft picks in Veach We Trust. That's uh, kind of the motto going forward here. Um, I'm going to trust Brett Veach with what he has going on. And listen, Adam Thielen would be a fun ad. Odell Beckham would be a fun, fun ad. Uh, DJ Chark out there in free agency. We obviously talked about uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Lots of fun options for the Kansas City Chiefs. Lots of, still lots of things going on for the Kansas City Chiefs as we head into the league new year. And I appreciate you guys Hopping on with me, hanging out for a little bit. Me and Matt Lane, uh, always a good time with Maddie breaking down these moves live at the moment. So appreciate you guys uh, giving us some grace as we get some uh, get some new news in and get to uh, digest it live on these shows for you. So uh, really appreciate you guys hopping on, staying with us here. And that's going to do it for me. We'll be back live with any more new episodes. Make sure to catch out the, uh, the KCSN Draft Show with Matt Miller, BJ Kissel. They talk about the edge class after the Charles Minahu signing and kind of what it looks like. We also have interviews with three guys we got to talk catch up with at the East West Shrine Bowl. BJ Thompson from Stephen F. Austin. Jose Ramirez from Eastern Michigan. Mac Defensive Player of the Year. If you know college football, you know Mac's a good conference. Lots of good defenses in that conference. And they also uh, sit down with Caleb Murphy from Division II Ferris State. He was a nightmare for my uh, Northwest Missouri State Bearcats. So uh, thank you guys. Uh, for tuning in. I see all your comments. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
Uh, we really appreciate it. Make sure to hit that like button. Hit the subscribe button. Go find us on your pod favorite podcast platform. Go check us out um, on the Substack, kcsn.substack.com. Subscribe there. Get access to the Discord where Matt Lane's going to be doing some film breakdowns tonight of uh, obviously Charles Menehu and also a little bit of Jawan Taylor. So thank you guys. Uh, I will be back with you as soon as there's more news. You guys know I got you, keeping you up to date. So thank you all. Have a good day. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.